chilly. Been a little chilly. Been some mist around Central Texas, but uh, we are rolling into the new week. It'll be an exciting week. Got some mystery guests for you lined up. You'll know kind of at the last second. Steven, I have to say it at the last second because have you noticed, like, we'll have, like, a big-time guest and then and then somebody else will have them, like, about an hour later? Have you noticed a trend like that? So I, I have to just kind of hide our guests. Is that – don't you think that's the appropriate thing to do or should I just not worry and just fling it out there? Let me just fling – I just – I may not worry. I'll just continue not to worry about it. Steven, how are you? Was you – did you guys – did Kristen have a good – Mother's Day. Hope it went really well for you guys. We did have a good Mother's Day. Yes, it was nice. Uh, I got to spend some time with my mom last night. You spent some time with Kristen, obviously, all day Sunday and the kids. Uh, they're starting to get to an age where they kind of understand it and made cards for her, which was, which was good. I think she appreciated that. How was, how was Mother's Day at the Mosley house? Did well. Meredith uh, seemed to have a great one. And uh, I took a picture yesterday. Steven, you may have seen it on Twitter. And I just felt like it's kind of a, a mother's work is never never done, whatever the saying is, uh, or never finished. The um, Because, there, you know, I, I had really about a week ago kind of said, you know, Meredith, I'll, I'll make, we'll wrap your gifts for you. <laughs> kind of like that was a magnanimous thing. <laughs> her own gifts. I was kind of like saying, yay. And, of course, then I see her in there. You know, my mom's gifts, my grandmother's gifts, her mom's gifts, my sister. You know, it's she was uh, right there to the finish line. She was getting everything ready. So moms are the best. And uh, it's just an unbelievable. I know it's a bittersweet day for a lot of folks who have lost their moms. Uh, and that's uh, it can be a tough day thinking through that and thinking back. But hopefully everybody has some some um, some sweet memories that they can that they can uh, fall back on and, and think about. But uh, Stephen and I, fortunate to uh, still be visiting with our moms uh, almost on a daily basis. Stephen, how, how often does your mom call you? Does she, does, she, does she ever, like on your way home, will she say, hey, I really like that show today, Stephen? <laughs> thought Mosley talked too much. Does she ever give you some, some feedback on the radio show? I mean, I see her pretty much every day because my kids, we live close, and my kids kind of make their way over there a lot. Um, if they see her car, they usually try to run over there. But yeah, a lot of radio feedback for sure. Usually, usually about the Mosley show and how it's going. Not so much about me talking more though. That hasn't come up. I'll have to think about that now that you that you say that. <laughs> Your parents are like Stephen. Let Mosley talk more. No, I don't think. I don't think anybody says that. Um, that is uh, that's that's exciting. Uh, we we did. I did put a picture out yesterday, Stephen. Four generations, four generations. Uh, my grandmother, uh, Frances, and then my mom, Marilyn, and then, you know, yours truly, um, and then my daughter. So that was kind of cool. And so my uh, grandmother will soon be 98 years old, and she is still just, I mean, rolling along. I mean, she's not as spry as she once was, but who is at 98? But she's very, I mean, just sharp as a tack. And I think um, probably, Steven, that's, uh, uh, I don't know, man. I think years of, uh, if, if you have a purpose in life, whether that's grandchildren or great-grandchildren or whatever, people uh, people just keep rolling. So she is. she continues to do that. And I'm thankful to my mom, which is her daughter, and my dad for, uh, and my uncle 
for like uh, seeing to her all the time, and she hangs with them, and then she has her own place sometimes. So um, I would say, Stephen, we found out really quickly during that uh, during the COVID, man, those assisted living centers were hit so hard. So it's uh, I think a lot of parents out there, a lot of like people our parents' age, Stephen, had to jump in there and. Uh, and, and do some things and, and change some things and get their parents home with them and to to uh, uh, what do we call that Stephen not back to uh, when when you're all not <laughs> I can't want to call it a hibernate whatever we what do we say when we're when we're all together in one place we have to what okay you're not helping me I'm not um, sorry I'm not. <laughs> quarantine is the word I was looking for. And uh, so anyway, that's uh, I, I just think a lot of people during the, the uh, during the whole uh, pandemic did an unbelievable job of taking care of their grandparents and their parents and all that kind of stuff. So shout out to everyone who kind of had to go above and beyond because we have to take care of our elderly. Man, they're the ones who showed the way and fought for us and did all those things. So uh, anyway, last night, by the way, Stephen, since I'm, I'm off on this tangent, I did on 60 Minutes. They had something on the Ritchie Boys, they called them. The Ritchie Boys. And it was an elite unit, mostly of uh, European soldiers who got together in, uh, I'm trying to think where they met. Oh, so maybe somewhere in Maryland, okay? It was an encampment in Maryland, and it was a lot of them were either Russian Jews or German Jews who had escaped and come over to America and then decided once they made it to America and escaped, they wanted to go fight the Fuhrer. They wanted to go take down Hitler, the people that was obviously exterminating their brethren. And so there was this elite unit, and what they did, Stephen, they knew um, they knew Germans so well and could pick up on all the little subtleties that the Ritchie boys uh, all they learned, and then they were sent into combat. And were sent in, you know, to various places uh, in the war to to be spies. And some of them ended up being career spies. And, and that was kind of the forerunner a little bit for the CIA, part of the Ritchie Boys. But they were R-I-T-C-H-I-E, an elite unit that basically was housed in a in a in like a barracks of a former resort in Maryland. And they all got together, and that was their that was what their specialty was because they had they were Germans or other Europeans, but they knew all these different languages. And the more languages you knew, you know the uh, the uh, you know. It, and so anyway, I, I just thought that was um, fascinating. And if you uh, if you get a chance, I think on the CBS.com app or whatever, you could go to sixty minutes and find the uh, sixty minutes page and find that feature last night on the Ritchie Boys. Stephen, you like that when I provide a little history to the show? That's good stuff. I love a good tangent, good Mosley tangent. It's pretty much this entire hour. Uh, Stephen, um, uh, I, I would like to uh, let folks know, uh, back to uh, some Baylor athletics, that the Baylor Bears, the men's baseball program, um, went ahead and got a – they put up 23 runs yesterday. I think they were very frustrated on Saturday. Kansas State came in here. They won the first game on Friday. It was a 3-3 game. Boy, that thing was late. That thing was late. And everybody was like, okay, the Bears are hanging. They're hanging. Are they going to win this Saturday game, this pivotal Saturday game? And Kansas State put up a seven spot on them. 
like the ninth inning or something. I don't exactly know, Stephen. You're you're the official college baseball guru of the show. Um, I think Luke came in, didn't he? I mean, Luke Boyd or whoever. I mean, somebody came in that was usually as kind of a, hey, we're, we're good. We'll just settle this thing down. And, I mean, he's a big-time guy. And for whatever reason, K-State went crazy, and they put up a seven spot on us and beat us 10-3. So we're like, oh, reeling. Like, okay, let's go win the series, though. Still have the, the uh, Sunday game. And come out yesterday, and there was a uh, – they came out yesterday, there was a 17-run inning. I, I, Stephen, was it the fifth inning or sixth inning? I can't remember. Fifth inning, bottom of the okay. fifth yesterday. Yeah, seventeen runs, and I swear, so it seemed like a bunch of it happened with like no outs. Like they couldn't, the poor K State people couldn't get an out, and it just was one thing after another. Stephen, that is, that I mean, Kansas State's not horrific. They're not a great team in the Big Twelve, but they're not that bad. That's that, I mean, that, that seems kind of crazy that you would put up. I mean, weird things happen. I mean, I remember the, the Rangers years and years ago went up to Baltimore, I think, and they beat – they scored 30 runs against Baltimore. So even at the major league level, some, you know, insane things can happen. Josh Hamilton once hit four home runs in a game against Baltimore. But to put up 17 runs in an inning, that's pretty uncommon. And I don't uh, – I don't know. Steven, did you, have you looked? I, I was looking at some of those base hits. Some of them were kind of seeing-eye grounders. But, you know, Pineda and some of the guys were hitting some bombs and doing their thing. One of those, sadly, Stephen, I was watching some of that earlier this morning. And one of them sent the K-State player into the wall. I mean, I just felt bad for him, honestly. And, and he didn't get up. Like, I mean, obviously, he eventually got up. But, the, but they show it, and he... And he runs into the wall, and then he just is flat. Like, he didn't, he didn't get back up. I thought, oh, my gosh. But uh, that, that's probably one of the craziest things I have seen as not only a Baylor alum, but as a fan of college baseball, a 17-run inning. And, again, I don't think Kansas State is that horrible. No, K State. Uh, they are seven and eleven in Big Twelve play. They've rarely been swept, and they were able to scratch out that win on Saturday. Um, their pitching staff it, it has some struggles, but that was a ridiculous showing by Baylor baseball yesterday, and one of the more incredible things you'll ever see in college baseball: scoring seventeen runs in one inning. It, that game was still in reach, you know, seemingly there in the fifth before they went crazy. Uh, and they're red hot. Baylor's now nine and nine. They're fourth in the Big Twelve, and they have a couple big series left against Oklahoma State and Oklahoma. And uh, those two teams, Oklahoma State and Oklahoma, are right behind them in the Big Twelve standings. So if they can find a way to, um, you know, equip themselves well, win those last couple series, then I think they're definitely their RPI is up in the thirties now. They're a team that's going to make the tournament. Um, it's just a matter of finishing strong in these last couple series and. Uh, a big one in Stillwater next weekend. But impressive to bounce back on Sunday after a, a disappointing loss Saturday to K-State and, and do it in run rule fashion like that. That was pretty amazing. All right, Stephen, as a TCU graduate, I know you're a little frustrated at that Texas series against Texas. Texas came in there, had a great crowd, apparently just a wonderful uh, atmosphere. What do you all call that, Lupton something? What do you, where do you Yeah, all Lupton play Stadium. Mm -hmm. Lupton Stadium. And it's some other rich guy. They call it something filled. I just can't remember that guy's name. You know, he he gave a bunch of money. All right, Stephen, um, <laughs> most donors, most guys that have 
stadiums named after them are seem to be wealthy. Stephen, um, Tech TCU. I'm looking at Baseball America, their rankings. I know we also look at D1 sometimes. I found this interesting. TCU only dropped one spot because obviously Texas is a good team. TCU dropped two or three to the Longhorns. It was a good uh, Saturday night. TCU wins two to one. Some great pitching out there. Um, Texas moves up to number seven in Baseball America, and Texas uh, Tech is eighth. So Big 12, wow, six, seven, and eight in those rankings. And then as I look down, Stephen, I keep waiting for the Bears. They keep winning series after series. The, the record really looks good now, but they're still not in the top 25. They, uh, and when I look at 25, Fairfield's 25, South Carolina's 24. Let's count, Stephen, real quick, how many SEC teams? South Carolina, Ole Miss, count these, Stephen, as I go. That's two. Um, Florida. Uh, and then you get up there, Tennessee, Mississippi State. Vandy into Arkansas. How many did I do there? Yeah, I think that's six that you named there. <laughs> I got a phone call in the middle of that too. Sorry. <laughs> I was like, work with me here. Phone calls coming in. Steven, who is it? Let, go ahead and take it on the air. Is it somebody? Is it like management or somebody? <laughs> Tell Mosley to stop talking about World War II. Um, I, uh, Stephen, this this fascinates me though. The the top twenty five, the Baseball America top twenty five, um, and I I see some teams that just shock me. Louisiana Tech, I didn't know Louisiana Tech played that great of baseball. They're eighteenth in the country. Charlotte, Conference USA, those are two. Listen to this, Stephen. This almost sounds like they just do it all by in batches. Three Conference US teams in a row: La Tech, Charlotte, Southern Miss. 18, 19, and 20. And then, and then this weird team. Oh, and then also Old Dominion, another Conference USA team. Mm-hmm. I mean, did you know, Stephen, they play like great baseball in Conference <laughs> USA? I didn't know that. Uh, yeah, I knew Charlotte had a pretty good team. I didn't know CHUSA was that strong as a whole. Fairfield's a super interesting team. I'd have to look at their record. At one point, they were undefeated. They were like 25-0. and 0. Now, obviously, they're playing, um, you know, kind of lesser competition in their conference, but – they're a good team. East Carolina has a good team. Kind of that uh, sort of, I guess, not East Coast necessarily, but Carolina's area. They got some good baseball going. No, it's East Coast. You're okay. You're okay with East Coast there. Steven, um, the uh, Fairfield, I don't know. I get We had Fairmont we were talking about recently. This is Fairfield. They're in the MAC. Every time I, I, I don't know where that is. Where is Fairfield? It gets up like Connecticut way. Uh, anyway, I think of the Fairfield Inn, but they're in the MAC. Their overall record, Stephen, you want to take a crack at this without looking? What do you think their overall record is? 25 and 0? 33 and 1. Okay. Mm, it's pretty solid. <laughs> All right, got the MAC tournament coming up May 21st through the 23rd. Oh, man. Oh, man. This may be what that call was about. We do have some breaking news, apparently. Uh, Stephen is moving over to the breaking news center, the ESPN Central Texas newsroom. Stephen, what's on your mind? Okay, two stories here. First of all, staying on the college baseball theme, uh, Baylor had a non-conference game against Incarnate Word scheduled for tomorrow night. They have canceled that due to uh, the threat of rain tomorrow. So they will not play 
Incarnate Word, Tuesday, May 11th. They'll instead just get ready for that weekend series against Oklahoma State. And in the NFL, according to Ian Rappaport, uh, the Jaguars are planning to sign quarterback-turned-tight-end Tim Tebow to a one-year deal. Nothing official yet, but he'll have a chance to make a team, make the team and reunite with head coach Urban Meyer. Tim Tebow trying to play tight end for the Jaguars. Doesn't this feel like a bit? It feels like such a bit. Like, I'm the, I'm, we're going to do something to get even more attention. You already got Urban Meyer. I mean, that's huge. You get Trevor Lawrence, number one overall. Then you bring the Florida great Tim Tebow in to play tight end. Oh, goodness. Steven, do we have any praise music we could play to go along with this, like some Mercy Me or something? Uh, what are the, what's that one thing called? Kings of Leon? No. Um, Kings and Country? Yeah, like King that. and Country. King and Leon is a little different. Yeah. <laughs> What is King and Country? I, I like. I, I think I like. They're a worship them, band. Yeah, they're a worship band. Mm-hmm. Is there really? I don't really think we should call a band. Are these? Are there worship bands? Like, what do we call Dave Crowder? Is, he, is that a band or is that just a? Is he just a worship? What is Chris Tomlin? Those aren't bands, really, are they? We Artists. Really call them. I don't know. I mean, it's not like they're the Beatles or. <laughs> okay, Stephen, I like this Tim Tebow. Tim Tebow, I, I feel like, we, I mean, this is big. This this almost, this is like either for him or like a uh, uh, Amy Grant or something. We need to have something to celebrate Tim Tebow. We'll do that. We'll do that uh, at some point in the program. My goodness, this is, uh, this is big news. And I promise you, ESPN just got its story of the day. Can you imagine, Stephen? This is like wall to wall. This is going to be this is this is all ESPN's going to be talking about. In fact, we may get like some notes. Sometimes they send notes to the affiliates, "Hey guys, just so y'all know, we're doing this on the at the national level." We may Steven, get a note, "Guys, this is our special programming on Tim Tebow returning to the NFL. Tim Tebow signs a one-year contract or on the about to sign a one-year contract with Jacksonville to return and try to play tight end." This will be fascinating, and it's borderline embarrassing. We will talk more about it, and uh, Stephen, we've got some uh, recruiting news to share with everybody. Baylor football recruiting news, that is next. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm meteorologist Emily Kay. It's going to be a cool day today with highs in the lower 70s with mostly cloudy skies and a 30% chance of isolated showers and storms. The chance for showers and storms will continue overnight with lows falling down into the 60s. Tuesday will be mostly cloudy with highs in the mid to lower 70s and a 70% chance of rain. Some storms could be strong on Tuesday. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 5.30 and 9 for your forecast first. Plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. Hey, it's Matt Mosley, the Matt Mosley Show with Steven Simcox. Exceptional experience, extraordinary results. That's what you receive when you hire the attorneys at Steckler, Wayne, Cochran, Cherry. Trial lawyers with over 100 years of combined experience specializing in catastrophic personal injury and product defect cases, as well as business disputes. Steckler, Wayne, Cochran, Cherry now has an office in Waco managed by local attorney Craig Cherry. 
Craig is triple board certified. Fewer than 1% of all lawyers in Texas are triple board certified. If you need a lawyer that has exceptional experience and provides extraordinary results for clients, call them in Waco, 254-651-3690. Again, that's 254-651-3690. You can also visit the website and learn more about the firm at www.swclaw.com. My house has a new glow. I love my windows. Universal Windows Direct. Spring is here, and many of you are realizing it's time to replace those old windows before the hot weather gets here. Call Universal Windows Direct of Central Texas and schedule an in-home consultation where you can discuss your specific window needs with an expert team member. Universal's exclusive Unishield windows are sealed with Duralight. That's a non-metal spacer that has life expectancy five times that of other systems. And they're offering 0% financing for 60 months. That's 0% financing for 60 months. Contact Universal Windows Direct of Central Texas for a free in home estimate universal window central texas.com that's universal window central texas.com or call 254-301-7760 and be sure and check out their great google and angie list reviews i love my windows they've got that brand new home effect universal windows direct in the market for a new metal roof since 1943, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has helped Central Texas residential and commercial customers with metal roofs that are impact, fire, and windstorm resistant and will lower your insurance considerably. Your roof will be figured correctly, and they offer a wide variety of panels and colors to make sure it looks sharp. Everyone wants to protect their hard-earned assets from harsh Texas weather, and a metal roof is the best way to protect your home. Pioneer Steel and Pipe, with locations in Waco and Bryan, and at PioneerBoys.com. Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? Nope, it's not that bar or even the man cave. Think about it. The most important thing is your roof. It has to withstand all that Mother Nature can throw your way. So it makes sense to have the best. McAdams & Sons Roofing is your first choice when it comes to protecting your valuable asset. Experienced professionals using only the best materials. So for new construction, re-roofs, repairs, or remodels for composition and metal roofs, think McAdams & Sons Roofing first. And now McAdams & Sons Roofing are installing seamless gutters. They're insured and an A-plus rating on the BBB. McAdams & Sons Roofing will come out, take a look at your roof, and handle all the insurance process for you. Don't let any fly-by-night company look at your roof. Let a real professional you trust do the work for you. Put McAdams & Sons over 40 years of experience to go to work for you all over Central Texas. Check them out online at mcadamsroofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Lines with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update, brought to you by Slovatsk Sausage and West. Sam Houston State Bearcats held off James Madison to win the FCS semifinal game 38-35. That puts the Cats in the national championship game with South Dakota State Jackrabbits on Saturday at Toyota Stadium in Frisco at 1 o'clock. Baylor Baseball took the weekend series over K-State with a 23-3 win yesterday at Baylor Ballpark. Baylor Softball got swept by Texas in the final series of the regular season. They start the Big 12 tournament Friday morning 
game with Texas Tech. Garcia hit his team-leading ninth homer and drove in a career-high five runs as the Rangers beat the Mariners 10-2 to win the series. Rangers start a road trip in San Francisco with the Giants tonight. First pitch at 8:45, and you can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. Astros take the series with the Blue Jays, winning 7-4. Astros host the Angels tonight. First pitch at 7 o'clock. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. This is King and Country uh, featuring Tori Kelly and Kirk Franklin. It's called Together. Oh, wow. Kirk Franklin, great uh, gospel singer, noted gospel singer. Tori Kelly, more of a secular music. Maybe she does both. Maybe she does both. She, I think she did a gospel seen. album. Yeah, I think oh, she's she dabbled did. in both. Okay. <laughs> Kirk Franklin's daughter went to Baylor, graduated a couple of years ago. Yeah, somebody told me that recently. Yeah. Yeah, big time. Oh, no. Steven, I was just trying to get our man Longquist the last second. He can't do it. Maybe he doesn't like being given like 10 minutes. Come on. <laughs> oh, no, come on, seconds. Kevin. What are you doing? Kevin, get over yourself. Get over yourself. My gosh. I get, he's got to prepare for a call at 2 o'clock. Steven. Do we, do we really? He needs to prepare for a call at 1.30 from me. <laughs> oh, man. That's okay. That's okay. He's our recruiting guru. And sometimes we don't give him a big heads up. That's mostly my fault. I had told Stephen I was going to get in touch with him earlier today. Stephen, um, lots to talk about, lots to discuss. And Stephen was playing King and Country. Good song there. Tori Kelly, uh, well, Kirk Franklin was involved in that. Good Christian contemporary music mixed with some gospel. And um, because Tim Tebow has returned to the league. Whoa. I mean, this is, this, you know, ESPN's just going to stop down. Stephen, I wanted to see who actually had this first, other than us. I mean, obviously, we put this news out there quickly. <laughs> is Ed Warder already on the way to Jags camp, Jags mini camp? <laughs> oh, man. I, ooh, when did, three days ago? Oh, interesting. I was trying to think here when, uh, last time Aaron Rodgers was on. Adam Schefter has something today about, Eric Fisher signing a one-year deal. Does Schefter have this thing? Does Schefter have this thing? I'm just trying to see. Usually you can look and see. I, I saw Rappaport. Where did you see this first? Who do we give credit Yeah, I saw Rapsheet had it first. Mm-hmm. He was on with us two weeks ago. Now he breaks. Take that, Shefty. <clears throat> the huge Tim Tebow news. Tim Tebow signing with his old head coach, Urban Meyer, and we'll continue to get new details on this. Stephen, I was going to look and see what Ian, what the latest was on this. But the thought is, is that he's going to play tight end. Um, you know, I, some people say, well, he can't give it up. Tim can't give it up. Well, listen, if any of us still had the ability to, or <laughs> act like I had it at some point, if anybody of us had the ability to keep trying to play professional football or baseball or whatever, you would try. You wouldn't just move on and go, but you know, like only focus on media. Tim Tebow, in his heart of hearts, still thinks he's a professional athlete. Good for him. If somebody will sign him, what, what the heck? Who cares? 
Um, okay, so what Rap Sheet says, Ian Rappaport, who was on with us just a couple weeks ago, Tim Tebow is expected to sign with the Jags. He's back with a chance to make the team and help their locker room. Now, that's true. I mean, people will say, well, he's going to be a distraction. They're all going to be out there all the time. But, no, I think Tebow is, Stephen, he's the purpose-driven quarterback. You like that? That's pretty good, yeah. Yeah, I used to to say that about John Kitna. I don't want to, I mean, it was my thing, but I was, I said it about Kitna years ago. But uh, Purpose Driven Life was written by Rick Warren. Rick Warren, that's right. Okay. All right. And and he wrote all that stuff like Wounded Warriors or something. Stephen, how how Christian men can lead and how we can be accountable to each other. Stephen, that's how, if you you want to get invited to an accountability group out there at Woodway, wherever you're attending these days, just start dropping Rick Warren's name. They'll, they'll, They'll haul you right in there. And next thing you know, you're sharing all guys. I had an impure thought last week. Wanted to share that with you, Stephen. Don't don't join those things. It's a trap. It's a trap. Once you start sharing all that stuff, suddenly, boy, they'll they'll put it out in the street. All right, um, it's Mosley. Mosley vying for less accountability in churches, just like the Bible said. I think male accountability groups is a bad idea. <laughs> Man, one of the big churches in Dallas just lost. After like 20-something years, one of the mega churches, 11,000 members, their pastor, I, that guy who came to Waco got out at the right time. What's his name, Stephen? Everybody loves JP? JC? Yeah, JP. He's out of Harris Creek now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, he got out of there at the right time. The elders are running everybody off. Except now the guy running uh, Watermark, the head man, is Blake Holmes, my old college buddy. Great close friend of mine, Blake Holmes, now – the senior pastor at Watermark. But that guy, Todd Wagner, Stephen, that's as big as it gets. Like anybody in our audience, even if they don't have never driven to Dallas in their lives, I think most of them probably have, that they'll know that Watermark pastor, Todd Wagner. I mean, if you're, if you're going to church at like once a month at least, you'll know who Todd Wagner is. He's out, Stephen, out. The elders said, you're gone. And uh, he's moved on. Now, actually, he resigned. And he said, Stephen, I'm resigning because I've committed the sin of pride. Okay? So, I, I, like, I, I think I texted somebody. I said, if I, if, I were, if, I were, if I had to resign for the sin of pride, like, I literally would never have a job again. <laughs> I, mean, I, I, don't, I mean, that's an interesting one. I'm stepping down because I've because of the sin of pride. I don't know what that means. Now, he said it wasn't because of some of the typical things that come up, like family stuff or whatever. But um, anyway, there's some religious news. Stephen, um, Rangers news. Well, you can text us if you want to if you want to share any religious news with us. 254-662-1660. That's a CNC collision line. Uh, Stephen, the, the Texas Rangers are, I mean, this, this is getting exciting. They have moved. They are now eighteen and eighteen, the most exciting five hundred team in baseball. They they kind of were, you know. We thought this team would have no shot, and now they have. Now they've bolted. They've bolted to eighteen and eighteen. They're having an incredible May, and Adelise Garcia is just going crazy. I mean, this guy he's a Cuban. Did he defect, Stephen? 
by way of like Japan or Canada. I mean, this is a fascinating story. Is he technically a rookie? I feel like he's been up before in the major leagues. Some people are calling him he could be the rookie of the season. What I don't know if he's, he had enough service in the past to qualify for being a rookie. All I know is that <clears throat> in 26 games, he now has something insane. He's got nine home runs. Let's, let's call it 25 games. I think he's got 26 RBI, and he's just a monster at the plate. And then Saturday night, and you can hear the Rangers, of course, on ESPN Central Texas, all those night games. Stephen, on Saturday night, they're in a game, and they, they've got a two-run lead. Ian Kennedy's out there. He's scuffling a little bit, the closer for the Rangers. And there are runners, I believe, on the corners. Was it on the corners? Anyway, they, they got runners on the corners, and they hit a bloop. And the the, the ball falls out there. I mean, in, in, in so they score one to make it 8-7. And, and then all of a sudden – they got another guy racing around, and it looks like he's probably going to score because they're scuffling out in left field, and, and the ball kind of goes off of Garcia or whoever out there. Calhoun's in left field. Garcia's running over from center, and Garcia picks the ball up and throws just a laser home, and Heim, who is playing catcher, does like a swipe tag, catches it, and rate, you know, kind of, I don't know if it's a swipe tag. He had to kind of basically leap with his whole body back over there, but he makes the tag, and they nail the runner at the plate. Stephen, that that right there was some fun. That was the Mariners they were playing. That was incredible drama. And um, I, I, in fact, uh, I, I listened to the Eric Nadell call, uh, the, the voice of the Rangers, and I, I just got that was that was exciting stuff. And I was watching that live, so I heard the call, um, you know, from the Rangers TV uh, folks. Man, I mean, th- this is some exciting stuff. When you look at that lineup, and you've got Solak, and you've got Nate Lowe, and, um, I mean, all through that lineup, Gallo kind of got hot in May. The last few games, Gallo's got hot, and he's hit, he's hit a few home runs lately. He may be up to, like, five home runs on the season. He kind of busted out of a slump and is hitting the home run balls. He had a two-home run game on Saturday, I think it was, Friday or Saturday. Stephen, are, are you – where are you on all this? And is it time to start talking about Adelise Garcia as a potential all-star for the Texas Rangers? Well, he's already got nine home runs. Uh, you, you talked about him driving in runs earlier. He made that great play on defense. It's a fun team. I mean, they're 18 and 18. It look, and every time, you know, they've had a couple times a season where it looks like, okay, this is the Rangers we thought they would be. They've lost three in a row. Feels like they're about to fall out of it, and they've sort of righted the ship. They had another comeback victory on Sunday. Um, the starting pitching has been really good. Dane Dunning was uh, fantastic. Yesterday, I believe he struck out 10 batters. Kyle Gibson's been steady all season. Jordan Lyles has been a solid option for them. It's... You know, it's kind of defying expectations right now, and you keep waiting for that shoe to drop, but it's not happening, and they're they're finding exciting and new ways to win. They're putting a lot of pressure on the defense by running the bases and making plays. It's a fun team. 
Uh, you know, they play the Astros this coming weekend for the first time all year. That'll be a huge test. I still think Houston is the best team on paper in the AL West, even though that the A's are having a really good season right now. Um, so that'll show us some more. They got a couple games against the Giants right now. Chris Woodward has them playing well, and they're in every game just about because of that starting pitching. And if the lineup can kind of figure things out as the night goes on, uh, they'll usually have a chance to to win these games late, and they've been doing that so far. Yeah, I, all right, Stephen. I wanted people to hear that call real quick. All right, I'm going to do this on my phone. All right, there it is. Uh, the call from Eric Nadell. Stephen, I'm, you know I'm pretty limited. I, th- I thought the fact that I could get that on my phone, I thought that was pretty exciting. But that that was really that was that was just that was one of the great plays so far this season in all of Major League Baseball. And the way that ball came came home, Stephen, in your lifetime, you're a big baseball guy. Is there any? Is there? Like who had the greatest arm in your? There was a guy who was a the Cuban, another Cuban uh, defector from the Dodgers that was such a you know kind of he had all kinds of off the field weirdness or maybe he was on the field weird. Yasiel Puig. Puig every once in a while had some throws that were kind of insane. But who else am I thinking about, Stephen? <clears throat> like it, this this latest generation of players where somebody would. Oh, maybe I'm thinking about like one of those Yankees players can judge occasionally get the ball out there around like center field and just like has an insane arm. Um, or is it Stanton? Who would who would who would be kind of considered this this latest bunch uh, group of superstars is having the, the most insane arm of all those people? Yeah, Judge has a good arm. Uh, you know, Trout's somebody that can gun people down in, in the outfield. Gallo's actually equipped himself pretty well as, as someone who can mow down uh, runners when they're trying to, to push it in, in the running game. But, that yeah, that throw by Garcia Saturday was, was another level. I mean, it was right on the money. And, and weren't you watching that thing live? And I'm sure you watched the, the replays of that. Weren't you kind of, like, blown away by – you kind of watched them bumbling out there, and you're like, okay, this game's going to be tied. Mm-hmm. And then that 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 ball, and again, it was shallow left, so let's not act like he was out by the wall. We have seen some players do some just crazy things from out by the wall. But that that that, that it beat the runner by so much. I mean, the, the catcher obviously had to make a nice play to get over there and make the tag, but I, that's what shocked me was just that they're bumbling around out there. And then once he got the ball – he had to rush it in the ball that I mean that's just a crazy it, it reminded me more of of one of those shortstops who goes out there on a relay play and turns and fires a strike I mean that's kind of what it was like it was just like there was most outfield throws the ball just kind of hangs up there for a while this thing was like a I mean this was out of a cannon whoa this was this was really uh it was like a John Elway type. That's what it looked like. Yeah, it, you went through about six different thoughts on that play because, as you said, it was a bloop single, 
and it looked like they were going to score easily. And my first thing was, man, I mean, I get you're playing a no doubles defense there because runners are on the corners, but they were playing so deep that it took the outfielders forever to get there. And then, of course, it kicks off Garcia, and he has to run and go get it. Uh, and it looked like they were going to tie it. And you're right, the ball got there so quickly. And Heim had that swipe tag. And all of a sudden, you said, oh, he, he was out. He was out by a good second or so. It, it was a crazy play. Okay, so I, I've, I've looked at it a bunch of times, and I've got something new for you to, to look. I'll send you this uh, replay that I'm watching over and over. That that I think that was their center fielder, Lewis, who was trying to score on the play. And uh, Stephen Culberson or whoever was playing third got in his way. He didn't mean to, but the, the guy racing around the bases, once he saw the ball fall, he he had to stop because the third baseman was standing in his path and he, he, he didn't have to he just had to kind of like it, it just messed up his path all right watch that again great we have not given the due to to uh, Culberson over there for kind of getting in the way of the runner this is now seen now a different part of this play this is interesting all right if ever if ever, everybody who um uh, is loving the Rangers right now, let us know. Let us hear from you, 254-662-1660. Is this sustainable, or is this just kind of a, a brief thing that we're watching? All right, the, as we promised, we do need to give you some Baylor recruiting news. Big, big-time uh, recruiting news that we need to share with you. The Bears have landed a big man in football. We, uh, we share that uh, news with you next. Elevate your career with a new job at VersaLift Southwest, a Thai manufacturing company. VersaLift Southwest occupies a 16-acre state-of-the-art assembly and upfitting facility that develops and builds the world's best aerial lifts, digger derricks, and cable placers right here in Central Texas. They are now hiring hydraulic, electrical, and service technicians. All openings start at $17 an hour or more. Drop by their location, 7601 Imperial Drive in Waco to apply. Like sports, business is about winning. Championship decisions are business decisions based upon what it takes to help your company win. That's why there's UBO Business Services, specializing in helping you win every day by streamlining workflow and allowing you to better communicate within your organization and with your customers. Make your championship decision today with UBO Business Services. Visit them at ubeo.com or call Sean Hunt at 254-772-1600. At Bush's Chicken, we start each day with one thought in mind. Be the best. Be the best at all we do. Whether it's preparing food, or waiting on customers. So at the end of the day, when it's closing time, we can say, well done. Bush's Chicken, simply the best. Don't you wish everyone spoke about you the way your mom does? You know, it's no wonder this guy made his mama proud. She always wanted him to be a doctor. Hi there, I'm the Foundation Doctor. That's Ronnie Weathorn, the Foundation Doctor. My team and I have accumulated over 70 years' experience dealing with Central Texas soils and foundations. We're always honest with you and would never suggest work you don't need. If we say we can fix it, we will. And our warranties, well, they're the best in the business. We treat your home like it's our mom in hopes that you will speak as highly about us as she does. 
If you think you need foundation repair, you're in good hands with the doctor. If you don't believe me, just ask my mom. Give us a call today at 863-8800 or look us up on the web at INeedTheDoctor.com. You got doors that are sticking or cracks in your walls, the Foundation Doctor will make a house call. Hi, Jay here from Pickup Outfitters with a question. If you had a very good friend with very bad breath and everyone knew it except him, wouldn't you tell him? I believe you would because it's part of the bro code. So now this same friend is driving a truck around town without a stitch of accessories. I mean, no step bars, no bed cover, no grill guard, totally naked. And he's unaware how embarrassing it is. Don't you owe it to him, bro to bro, to tell him he's driving around a new truck? The Pickup Outfitters, we think you do. And we're asking you to join the cause to end truck nudity in Central Texas, one bro at a time. So grab your buddy, ask him to get a beer with you, and break the news to him gently. Then show him all the possibilities for his truck on the Pickup Outfitters website. You can even bring him to Pickup Outfitters. As our thanks to your commitment to your bro, we'll even take the price of the beer off the ticket. Unless, of course, it's a light beer. Pickup Outfitters of Waco, we're here to help you and your bro. On the web at createacommotion.com. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Weins with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update, brought to you by Slovatic Sausage and West. Sam Houston State Bearcats held off James Madison to win the FCS semifinal game 38-35. That puts the Cats in the national championship game with South Dakota State Jackrabbits on Saturday at Toyota Stadium in Frisco at 1 o'clock. Baylor Baseball took the weekend series over K-State with a 23-3 win yesterday at Baylor Ballpark. Baylor Softball got swept by Texas in the final series of the regular season. They start the Big 12 tournament Friday morning with Texas Tech. Garcia hit his team-leading ninth homer and drove in a career-high five runs as the Rangers beat the Mariners 10-2 to win the series. Rangers start a road trip in San Francisco with the Giants tonight. First pitch at 8:45, and you can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. Astros take the series with the Blue Jays winning 7-4. Astros host the Angels tonight. First pitch at 7 o'clock. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show presented by Central National Bank. Here's Matt Mosley. All right. We've got some big, big stuff tomorrow. Huge guest. I think we've just kind of nailed that down. So that'll be exciting tomorrow. And we'll get you the uh, probably about 120. And we'll uh, share more on that. Um, I want to thank Alan Samuels. Way to go, Alan Samuels and uh, Ted Teagan and staff out there doing an incredible job. Love that service area. Just a huge area of, of uh, you go get your car serviced. And, I mean, it's like 50,000 square feet or something insane like that. Maybe even more than that. Uh, and I've got the uh, the Grand Cherokee, uh, Laredo. The uh, Those 2021s are pretty incredible on that. The deals they have are wild. I mean, we're talking huge savings. And then that 1500, that Ram 1500, I mean, some really, really good deals going on that right now. So you need to get out there, get on the lot, move around the lot a little bit. I would just say I'm liking the deals on the Jeep Cherokees. It's a great line out there on that. And then the big, the trucks, the Ram trucks, the comfort level, the maneuverability, all those things that make the Ram trucks great. 
Um, those, those things are really, really doing well, and they're offering incredible specials. So I would get out there, you know, or right, right out there um, on uh, – Always, oh, you get off there on Highway 6, you just see it off there. If you're headed out north, you look to your left, and there it is. There it is. There's Alan Samuels just kind of beckoning to you and uh, get out there. Stephen also wanted to uh, say today, we'll have him on soon, talk some legal matters. But a great friend of mine for a lot of years uh, and uh, one of the great lawyers in all of Central Texas, on into the Hill Country, throughout the Hill Country and into Austin, He's an old law school buddy of mine and an undergrad, uh, 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 a Baylor undergrad named Craig Cherry. And uh, he's got a, he's a part of a, a law firm that is really, uh, a lot of folks are hearing about it. And a lot of folks, uh, uh, I mean, these are extremely experienced attorneys. Craig, uh, Stephen is triple certified. If I, even if I'd finished law school, I don't think I would have. Stephen, I don't think there would have been a time where I would be triple certified that's sort of unheard of, and that's only like 2 or 3% of all lawyers get to that level. And Craig Cherry has ended up there, and a very studious man, may have done better at Baylor Law School than I did. Um, you can find his law firm online at swclaw.com. SWC, kind of like the old conference we used to love so much, law.com. And Craig Cherry uh, is... Uh, uh, you'll hear his name. He's one of the C's in that law firm, and uh, we're excited to have him, excited to have that law firm on as one of our sponsors. Stephen, do you like that? When we get a new sponsor, it's kind of exciting. I think we all, all the sponsors are happy. We all applaud. And, uh, uh, Stephen, if you would, welcome Craig Cherry aboard. Welcome, Craig. Good to have you on. And, uh, yes, happy to have a, a legal voice with us, especially one that's triple board certified. Didn't even know that was a thing that was possible, but Craig Cherry got it done. Triple board certified. That is big. That is big. All right, Stephen is going to now step in. By the way, of course, our title sponsor, Central National Bank. Stephen, if I don't mention that, can you imagine Joe out there, Brian, like, well, Mosley, what about us? Well, come on now. You guys... I mean, you dance with the one who brung you is an old saying, okay? And uh, I, I never like saying brung because I'm an English major. But anyway, Eng well, I'm a writer. I'm not technically an English major. Stephen, I, I did marry one. We, will you step into the uh, ESPN newsroom? And would you, I'd, like you to, I'd like you to maybe discuss something that just happened with Baylor football. And I'll buy you a little time as you step in there uh, to discuss this. But, whoa. I mean, I, at this three-star big kid. I like anybody. Cy Ranch, or when you go into that area, and I, I think Cy, anything Cy Fair or Cy Ranch seems to be from the Houston area is the way I always call this. But the Bears have dipped in there, and oh, mighty. Oh, man, Stephen, that Ma Coach Mateos, big guy. Big guy, the new O-line coach, he was excited. I saw Juice was excited. He was putting out the green light yesterday. Stephen, can you tell us a little bit about the young man who Baylor, uh, who just gave his commitment to the Bears? Yes, Bryce Simpson, three-star offensive tackle out of uh, Cy Ranch, which, as you said, is in the Houston area. Three-star recruit had offers from Colorado, Houston, Old Miss, SMU, Utah, and others and went ahead and committed to the Bears. 6'6", 313 pounds, so already uh, a really good-sized, big young man. 
Um, he said he was impressed with the coaching staff changes. He told this to Tim Watkins at Bears Illustrated. He was impressed with the offensive staff changes that Coach Aranda made in the offseason. Those guys had proven success and are a good group of coaches. Felt like the best decision for him to go ahead and make this commitment now. So he joins the 2022 class. Three-star offensive tackle Bryce Simpson from Cy Ranch. 6'6", 313 pounds. Whoa, that's eating right there. 6'6", 313. That is monstrous. Guys, he can move around. He's got some functionality to him. Steven, he, I think he's got good explosion. You remember the, the, our, the old O-line coach that, that, uh, that Rule brought in? He loved a good vertical. 6'6", 213. Can you imagine moving all that weight and trying to jump up there and maybe have like a 30-inch vertical? Whoa. So I like it. I like it when the Bears get going on some of this recruiting. That's 2022 kid. you got to have the guys up front. Steven, I would imagine Coach Grimes and Coach Mateos are going to bring some kids in that are being recruited by BYU or Utah in places like that, since that's where they just came from. And uh, that's good. That's I think that's great. Up there at BYU, Steven, they have great Polynesian players. I mean, just with Polynesian backgrounds, incredible, incredible players. Uh, Baylor has a Polynesian player right now that may end up being the best nose tackle in the conference. So, Stephen, are you okay if the Bears start pulling a few uh, Mormons in? Are you fine with that? Even though you're Baptist, just like I am, would you be okay bringing in a few uh, Mormon athletes? I'm good with that, yeah. <laughs> Stephen didn't have a lot to say there on that front. Uh, Stephen, I'm fine. I'm, I'm very supportive of it as long as they don't want to take a mission. Okay. It does make right. for kind of spreading out that eligibility, though. One time I had Jackie Sherrill on when I was in Dallas. Uh, and and he, I couldn't tell if he was being serious or being weird. Jackie was weird, but Jackie had gone on to coach at Mississippi State, of course, and had retired. And so, you know, he was a legendary Texas A&M coach, coached at Pitt. And so I had Jackie on. And I was asking about some of those battles with, like, Grant Taff and Man, what was it like recruiting against Baylor? And Grant and and Jackie started talking about. He said, "Well, the tough thing about Baylor is, you know, they were able to send some of those kids on missions, and and so they had like 25, 26 year old players." And I I didn't have the heart to tell Coach Cheryl that that's that's not really what we do in the Baptist Church. We we like going on mission trips, but we like them to last about a week. And like to show up and and do some backyard Bible clubs and then get on out of town and get back to our homes. We're not really we don't send people play other than our missionaries. We don't try to stay somewhere for like a year or two at a time. That's not what we do, and that's okay. Everybody has to do it differently. But I always thought that was great that Jackie Sherrill thought Baylor was sending players on missions. Stephen, coach was just sending them overseas for a year, bringing them back. Yeah, Grant Taft sending all those players out on missions. All right. Um Missions to beat Texas. Yeah. Wow. We <laughs> that's right. Missions. That Grant had a good run against the Longhorns. That's correct. And uh the Longhorns uh, get the win over TCU over the weekend. Steven's still smarting from that, but still Horn Frogs and Texas both ranked in the top ten in the country in baseball. So uh that's okay. Even though Texas Tech, I think, has won series against both those teams. All right, Steven. Uh we've got J Mo show coming up next. 
we got a big, big interview tomorrow. I, I would think it would be very, it would behoove you to be by the dial at 120. I'll just leave it at that. All right, everybody have a great afternoon, and J-Mo is standing by. Good night.